Honesty is telling the truth to others. Integrity is telling the truth to yourself. I'm Garland McWaters, and this is the Spirit of Leading Podcast. When someone or something is described as having integrity, you know you can count on them to be as they represent themselves to be. People and things of integrity have a core strength that holds them together and provides the stability to withstand the onslaught of forces that would threaten to undermine them. That core strength, that's our character. And character is shaped by moral values and ethical principles. In this episode of the Spirit of Leading podcast, we'll take a closer look into the relationship of ethical principles, moral values, and the law. I believe that ethics and morals are related, but different. I know there are many who use those words interchangeably, but I believe they're not 100% synonymous. They offer slightly different meanings. Ethics are an established set of guiding principles that define acceptable behavior of a specific group. We might also call them group norms. They're either formal or informal. Ethics by nature are not imposed on the public at large. Ethics vary from group to group. So for that reason, I think of ethics as being primarily an external or an extrinsic guide. For example, professional associations draft codes of ethics to which they hold their members accountable. It's their way of kind of saying, people like us act like this and not like that. These ethical imperatives suggest that members are both better than and different from others. Many professional groups have a published code or standard of ethics, and members who violate them can be formally disciplined or even expelled from that association. Did you know that government agencies also have standards of ethical conduct in addition to any laws that regulate them? I found this to be interesting. The executive branch, headed by the President of the United States, has a published code of ethical standards and you can download that document from the internet i did it here are some excerpts from the general provisions of that code of ethics as stated in sort of their opening section there are 14 in all but i won't share all of them just a few but i'll tell you which ones they are as i go through them one public service is a trust requiring employees to place loyalty to the constitution the laws and ethical principles above private gain That's the first one. It gets better. Two, employees shall not hold financial interests that conflict with the conscientious performance of duty. Skip down to four. An employee shall not solicit or accept any gift or other item of monetary value from any person or entity seeking official action from or doing business with or conducting activities regulated by the employee's agency or whose interest may be substantially affected by the performance or the non-performance of the employee's duties. Five, employees shall put forth honest effort in the performance of their duties. I really like that one. You show up for work and do it. Uh, Then number seven, this is number seven. Employees shall not use public office for private gain. Kind of repeats part of number one. Uh, Let's skip down to number 11. This is the 11th out of 14. 
employees shall disclose waste, fraud, abuse, and corruption to appropriate authorities. Here's number 12. Employees shall satisfy in good faith their obligations as citizens, including all just financial obligations, especially those, such as federal, state, or local taxes, that are imposed by law. And there are several others I didn't read. In light of our time, I'm particularly intrigued by number 11, that anyone who observes or knows of waste, fraud, abuse, and corruption are obligated to report them to authority. Notice it says who observes or even knows about it has to report it. Sounds like a whistleblower to me. Hardly a traitor or a spy. Ethical principles set us apart. They say to all that the law isn't a high enough standard. We should and can do better. So how about laws? Where do they fit? Laws are a whole different thing. I think of a law as the lowest acceptable standard of conduct one can engage in before getting into trouble with the law. The lawmakers at all levels of government are lobbied by interests advocating exactly how high or how low the legal bar should be set. Laws are codes and ordinances established by a duly recognized authoritative body vested with the power to pass and enforce such laws that affect all citizens within their jurisdiction. In the United States, we the people give that authority to the U.S. Congress, the state legislatures, and city councils. They set fines and punishments for lawbreakers, and they can enforce those laws by holding lawbreakers accountable within a judicial process. The laws apply to everyone. No one is above the law, and furthermore, and I think this is important, it's unethical to try to hide behind the law. Ethics, in my view, begin with the laws as a baseline and elevate expectations of conduct to be better than the lower limits of the law. Now let's turn our attention to morals. Often we equate morality to religious standards having to do with usually sexual behavior and certain sins of the flesh, the lusts of the eye, the pride of life, just to use some of the biblical terms. You've heard of the seven deadly sins, lust, greed, envy, gluttony, sloth, wrath, pride. That's what most people think of when they think of morality. But I think of morals differently. I think of morals as coming from inside you as opposed to being imposed by some organized method like ethics or even laws. Morals are your personal boundaries for which you and only you are accountable. You might come by them from parents or from influences that matter to you. You might even share them with many others in your community or a network of friendships. However, there's no obligation that anyone else have the same moral standards as you or that you have the same moral standards as anyone else. Morals are personal and each individual owns the choice about what those morals will be. Yet, we have some ideas about what generally acceptable moral standards might be, such as showing mutual respect or treating others fairly, doing no harm, and maybe being truthful. Maybe. I believe moral integrity is heartfelt. 
and fed from a spiritual source that communes with your soul self. When people say something like, I know or feel this deep doubt inside me, they're speaking from this moral core. It is fundamental to one's self-identity. Whenever you violate your moral code, you'll likely feel ashamed of yourself, even though you might not be at risk of punishment for having violated a law or a professional standard of conduct. The moral code is your inner voice that either approves or disapproves of your choices. A person of high moral standards or values most likely will demonstrate them in high ethical behavior. Maintaining a code of ethics is their default behavior. Their personal morality demands that they respect and observe the laws, and they always want to do the right thing. But their angst comes, this angst, this gnawing inside of them comes from wrestling with how to rationalize the immoral or the unethical action they are contemplating because in their heart, they know better. Your integrity has to do with the consistency between what you claim about your core moral values and how you actually live them out. Those who profess one standard and act otherwise are, in Jesus' words, hypocrites. They're just acting like they're of high character when they're not. They say, trust me, but you cannot. They don't walk the talk. They have no integrity. George Bernard Shaw hit a nerve when he said, the nation's morals are like its teeth. The more decayed they are, the more it hurts to touch them. When people start twisting themselves into all kinds of logical pretzels to rationalize doing an action they know in their moral code is wrong, and they lash out when confronted about it, you know the decay is hitting a nerve. That's also the time to do something about it. The decay can be repaired until it can't, until it's gone too far. Religious leaders have wrestled with the nature of the unforgivable sin, but it really isn't that difficult to define. It's the hardened heart that is not capable of letting itself do the right thing. When our moral core is calloused and rendered ineffective, we are at risk of losing our way. Integrity speaks for itself. People of solid integrity deliver faithfully even when doing so is inconvenient and difficult, even when others disagree or others don't understand why. Russian novelist and historian Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, Even the most rational approach to ethics is defenseless if there isn't the will to do what is right. And to that I might add, if we don't have the integrity to tell ourselves the truth. Well, that's it for this installment of the Spirit of Leading podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I also encourage you to recognize and appreciate anyone who demonstrates the spirit of leading at work and in the community. And when you join the Empowered, you'll get a notification of my latest podcast or the latest posts in my weekly Empowering Thoughts series. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, I urge you to live empowered each and every day and unleash your creative energy. Encourage the spirit, enliven the heart, enlighten the mind, and enlarge the expectations of living in yourself and in others. I'm Garland McWaters. Thank you.